What's up, Military Billionaires? I'm your host, David Perret, and today we have Zach Leemaster, the CEO of rent to retirement which is a massive turnkey company that you've probably heard of, especially if you've ever, you know, been around the BiggerPockets world, because uh, they're all over the BiggerPockets world. Uh, I, in fact, I want to say they were one of, if not the biggest sponsor at BiggerPockets conference this year. I know I saw them, their booth front and center, and I hung out there a little bit. In fact, we were supposed to cross paths there, and I don't know, I don't, BiggerPockets conference was a blur for me this year, but Zach is a Air Force officer, uh, veteran. Uh, he was an optometrist and then he does some short-term rental stuff as well as multifamily stuff. In fact, uh, short place that he has short-term rentals was close enough to where I just did a mastermind that we, he was thinking maybe we stayed at one of his houses, which would have been really funny. And, uh, then obviously owns a massive turnkey company. And we've talked back and forth a little bit over the last couple months and wanted to bring him on the podcast and talk about, well, turnkey, one, because I think it's an investment strategy that uh, definitely plays into different aspects of uh, depending on where you are in your career, it can be a very viable option, but also just curious to see how the market is affecting that strategy. And uh, also Zach's a cool dude. So here we are. Zach, welcome aboard, buddy. Welcome to the Military Millionaire Podcast, where we teach service members, veterans, and their families how to build wealth through personal finance, entrepreneurship, and real estate investing. I'm your host, David Perret, and together with my co-host, Alex Felice, we're here to be your no BS guides along the most important mission you'll ever embark on, your finances. Vehicle 1, you're clear to depart friendly lines. Run. Vic One, Oscar Mike. Hey, everybody. If you have not heard yet, we are doing a live in-person real estate event May 19th through the 21st in Tampa, Florida. I would love to see you there. We have 50 slots. 13 are already sold. And it's only open for War Room Mastermind members. So if you are a War Room member, make sure you head on over to the Circle community and grab your ticket right now. Secure your spot. If you are not in the War Room Mastermind and you've been thinking about it, hit me up so I can get you that Mastermind application. And you can get enrolled and get a spot because they're selling quickly. We only announced the spots two days ago. And like I said, 13 of the 50 are already gone. So I'd love to have you there. We're going to have some really cool speakers. We're going to do some happy hours, some drinks, some hangouts, some networking, some restaurants, some really cool speakers, guest speakers, keynote, whatever. And we're going to do some property tours and some uh, cold plunges and sauna action. So good times for all. Come hang out. See you in Tampa. David, thanks for such a nice intro, man. We love what you guys are doing with the uh, military millionaire community. Um, you know, I, I think that's awesome. And it's a great way for people to, whether they're coming into the military or have previously served, just to have a tight-knit group to learn investing, right? Um, and so I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Well, you want to give a little bit more of your backstory? I'm sure there's a lot more in there other than he used to laser people's eyeballs and now he buys houses. <laughs> yeah. And uh, at the same time, really, you know, is, is where... Uh, <laughs> is where our story went but sure so a little bit of, about myself i uh, i'm from wyoming um went to undergrad there i went to optometry school in uh, or outside of portland oregon that's where i met my wife she's also an optometrist we uh, i was on a health profession scholarship so the hpsp program as some people may be familiar so i did my professional school and then i went into the air force as a captain 
to fulfill my my commitment. I ended up staying for seven years. And so I, I practiced optometry there. I was stationed at Grand Forks Air Force Base, or I, I tell people I was deployed to Grand Forks uh, in the middle of the winter when it was, uh, you know, blizzard storms out there. I also spent a, a short period of time at the Landstuhl Hospital in um, in Germany. So that's next to the Ramstein Air Base. So yeah, I spent seven years in the Air Force. And really, that's where I started investing. David, my first house, as many of us are very familiar, used that excellent VA loan that we all get access to, no money down, low interest rate, no mortgage insurance, um, did a house hack. So I bought a duplex, lived in half, uh, rented out the other half. And that's really where I got the bug, you know, I... We've just, uh, many of us have read the, the Purple Bible with uh, Kiyosaki's Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And that's where I really, I think, got the initial interest. But we've always been interested in real estate and just other means, you know, of, of taking control of our financial future. So from that first duplex we bought, got the bug. And then, you know, the next year we bought two more houses and the next year bought more and more. One thing I always tell people is that uh, every, every, year, every year since that first year that we bought that duplex, it was about 15 years ago now. We've bought more and more real estate, either in, you know, number of doors or or valuation. We've done a lot of 1031s and we've scaled up ultimately to build a very large portfolio across the country that has allowed us to retire from our career paths, my wife and I, er, early in life. So after I left the Air Force, we moved out to Colorado, which is where we're st still at today. Uh, worked in private practice for a few years and continued to invest that, that entire time. But there was, I mean, we only practiced in the private sector for probably about four years. Ultimately, we'd already been investing for many years uh, to the point where we got to the point where we could actually replace our, our income uh, as doctors through real estate investing, right? And that didn't happen overnight. That happened over many, many years of consistently investing, especially when we started to explore investing in other markets throughout the U.S. where there's maybe better opportunity than our own backyard, that really helped to expedite our goals. But that was a birthplace of rent to retirement. It's a simple fact that we had a lot of friends and family and colleagues that were saying, hey, I see what you're doing in real estate and see the success you're having. We want to invest as well, but we don't have the time, the energy, the know-how, You know, especially when you're thinking about investing out of state. Can, can like you help us? Um, and so that's before we even really knew what turnkey was. We were already operating in that space where we assisted uh, many investors just following the same path you know, we did. And so fast forward to where we're at today, um, as, as you nicely mentioned, you know, we're one of the larger turnkey providers across the country. I think we did about a thousand doors last year. We work in 11 different markets, Midwest and Southeast, mainly focusing on single family, small multifamily and some new construction projects, basically where we have all the teams set up to help people, you know, expand their portfolio, get started investing, diversify and scale. Um, and you know, it's, it's been quite the journey, man, a thousand doors. That's a, yeah, that's, that's pretty significant. Uh, and there's a lot. Well, a lot to unpack there, and but you, you know, you said something very interesting there at the end that I'm I'm curious about, and I'm sure we'll dig more into this at the you know as we go. But do a lot of turnkey companies do new builds? I I that's not something I've heard much about on the turnkey world. Yeah, I mean, when you hear turnkey, it is one of these buzzwords, right? So it's like, what the yeah. hell does that even mean? Um, it's it's all you know. Uh, we like to define what we mean when we say turnkey, but generally when you're, when you're thinking about turnkey, you're thinking about someone that's rehabbing a 1920s house in the Midwest, right? Sticking a renter in there. Um, about half of what we do, 50% is the build, build to rent space. It can still be turnkey in the sense when, when we define turnkey, it's a house that's either newly built or fully renovated, leased and professionally managed. There's a lot of, there's a lot of benefits, especially in, in the markets we're operating in now, like you know, Alabama, Texas, especially Florida, where there's a lot of opportunity in the construction space where you can come into 
like immediate equity with a brand new house in an A-class area and still a positive cash flow. So I, I don't know that a lot of people participate in that space, but that's an area that we've seen a lot of success with that we're personally investing in a lot and have decided to partner with builders in the builder rent space. I, I love that. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely have to, man. I mean, yeah, cause there are definitely markets where, like you said, you can come into equity when you're done with the property and with a brand new house, I mean, everything is new. So your CapEx is going to be great for 15 to 30 years. And is if, yeah, if you're into equity and it's going to break even or cash flow and you're not paying a lot in expenses, that can be a definite win more so than a 80 year old house that's been remodeled, <laughs> especially right. if, the, if the remodel wasn't done great, which I know you guys actually go and replace all the appliances and, and do everything or the actual systems and, and do everything up to scale rather than some of these companies out there that just kind of lipstick a pig and say it's it's good. It's but, turnkey, right? That's yeah. one of those, those buzzwords. <laughs> no, but we love we love the builder in space because I mean, really, um, I think one of the advantages is being in the path of progress too. Like if you're just, especially in the Sun Belt, where we're seeing a lot of population trends moving. Um, I mean, there's a lot of areas that, and we we focus a lot on sometimes like secondary markets, so not mainly like a, an immediate metropolitan area that's super expensive. For example. Orlando, it's very hard to cash flow in Orlando and real estate is through the roof expensive, but there's a lot of surrounding areas like Polk County that's within an, an hour uh, commute or less to central Orlando that, you know, it's much more affordable and you can actually cash flow there, but there's people moving there in crazy amounts. Um, and that's being in the path of progress. And that's where you, you do get that appreciation and rental growth, even, even if you are break even with high interest rates year one, but you're having a 10, 12% uh, rental appreciation year after year, uh, you know, that's where we've seen the most success long-term. So we do a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's all, you're probably running the numbers there on long-term and some of those places you could probably do short-term rentals with. And, you know, if it breaks even long-term and you can, you're able to do a short-term, but it's not an HOA or whatever, you could crush it. Uh, I've got friends who do build to rent in like St. Petersburg with, you know, short-term rental plans and they do great. I mean, granted they're luxury houses and a little bit different ball game, but, uh, same thing. He's walking into equity and he's crushing it in the, the cash flow game too. Uh, but you know, it's a, it's a very interesting game. And then the other thing too, is I've got a friend who's doing, uh, two new builds in, in Vail actually right around the corner from you. And he was talking about how much simpler it is to just build ground up than to do rehabs. Cause you know exactly what you're getting into. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, Sometimes a double-edged sword or catch 22 because construction is is a, a little bit of a nightmare in terms of where we're at, right? It's getting better, but like throughout the COVID era with um, supply chain chain shortages and then like in some areas of Florida, we had, for instance, in Southwest Florida, we had a hurricane this last year. It wasn't actually devastating. It just, honestly, the worst part of it was permitting delays, the permitting sh office shut down for five, five weeks. So, I mean, there's just those sorts of things. And, and I think you just got to be conscious of like material cost increases because inflation is real. Um, but you know, build, build to rent is a great, yeah, it's a great way to come into immediate equity. And, you know, if you're patient and you can go through the, the build process, um, you know, I think those houses generally in, in good areas will, will do better long-term yeah, than a Midwestern 1950s house. That's a rehab. Don't get me wrong. We, we do that stuff too. And, and everything has its place. And those are like the most recession proof 
uh, type of markets as well. But yeah, it just kind of depends, you know, on, on what your investing goals are and, you know, what makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And well, before we, I mean, we can keep talking through assets and strategies and, and your model, but before we do that, we should probably, what I should have done before I asked that is like, we probably should have defined, um, your ideal client, like what makes like who, who is turnkey right for? Because I know people hear turnkey and a lot of times they're like, well, that's great, but I could probably make a better return on my own. And, you know, as we've discussed in a lot of cases, yeah, you're probably right, but you also probably have a whole lot more work and a whole lot more time invested and a whole lot more. If you're out of the country or you don't have that time or you don't have the ability to put in the work or you don't have the, you name it, uh, there are a lot of situations where turnkey really is a better option because you can still get, a, well, I'll let you, this is what you do. So I'm going to shut up. <laughs> no, I think, I mean, turnkey is a, is a great path to follow for a number of different people based on, on their investing goals. And that's really it. I mean, really when, and we work with investors that are brand new, never bought a house, first time investing out of state to very successful investors that are full time, you know, people working on multifamily, large multifamily properties, and they just want an easy place to park capital to get their tax advantages because they're too busy with their own stuff, you know, their own projects. So, I mean, it's, it's a whole gamut, but I think turnkey is a great option for someone that, uh, as I mentioned, is just getting started or getting started out of state. Um, someone that wants to be generally passive. And I always want to use the disclaimer that no real estate is, is truly passive because you still need to manage your property managers and you know you need, you need to monitor. You're still, you're still going to have tenant issues, right? Just like any real estate, you're still subject to all those risks. However, it is generally more of a passive approach where all the systems and, and teams are already established and you know, you're really looking to, to purchase it. So we have a lot of people that um, you know, our full-time professionals that are engineers, attorneys, what doctors, whatever, um, that are work or military members that are, you know, they have their full-time job and they're taking that capital to put it into real estate because they don't necessarily want to be an active landlord. We have a lot of people that are also full-time real estate investors that use turnkey as a good way to diversify and scale. Scalability is the name of the game here. And this is an easy way to immediately tap into a market where there's opportunity but you don't have to build your own team from the ground up, right? And so, as I mentioned, we've, especially this past year, as um, you know, the cost segregation and accelerated depreciation numbers are still pretty attractive, and they're they're at 80% this year, which is still still good. We have a lot of full-time flippers and stuff that you know they're not keeping those houses, but they still want to own real estate long-term because that's really how you build wealth. And so they'll come and you know buy a bunch of some of these houses with us just to run cost seg studies on and things like that. So it just depends on what makes sense for you and what fits into your goals. And, you know, I think a lot of people that invest in turnkey usually are investing in other things as well, right? Um, but this is an easy way to tap into to real estate where you have a higher propensity for success because we, we have a proven traffic, track record and teams established in, in these markets. That makes sense. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. So uh, what, what market, I, you mentioned Alabama, Texas, Florida. I know you guys are in Little Rock, which is my home of record. Uh, but what other markets are you guys in? Yeah, I mean, Florida is our most active market right now. It's just that's where the opportunity is. And that's that's all new construction in Florida, minus a few duplexes we'll, we'll rehab. But um, that's just, I mean, Florida, for example, last year had the highest percentage population growth. Texas beat them on actual numbers, but they were number, Florida's number one for population growth. And that's a trend that was not slowing down. We try to choose markets, David, that are going to allow for like a comprehensive 
approach to building a sustainable portfolio long term. There's a lot of things to consider. Things like landlord friendly legislation, low taxes, future population and economic growth, diversity of economies, economies and industries, right? We're just not reliant on oil or, or gas or something like this. So, um, you know, we work in the Midwest and Southeast. The other markets in the Midwest, um, we're very active in Kansas City. Probably our two, two uh, Midwestern markets that we're most active in is Kansas City, Missouri. And then um, areas around Cleveland, like secondary markets, as I was mentioning, like Barberton and Akron, those are um, areas that, you know, they're actually still seeing growth. And they're just really good bread and butter rentals that's recession proof areas that are always going to be rented out and have a little bit of growth long term, a very safe type of investment that's really accessible because it's a $150,000 house that is, is in a B class neighborhood. You know, it's just yeah. kind of a blue collar type of renter and uh, pays the bills. So um, those are those are ma- our main markets. Um, other areas that we have a little bit in Tennessee, as you mentioned, Little Rock, we, we have an excellent team there. And, and we do have some stuff in, in Texas, although Texas uh, has high, high property taxes. So sometimes we have to combat that. Yeah, Kansas City is right down the road for me, too. I'm, I'm in Springfield, Missouri right now. So all my stuff is about two hours south of KC. So, yeah, man. Excellent, excellent market. Yep. Yep. I like it. Yeah, Kansas City has been uh, hot for the last five, six years for sure. Uh, Springfield's, Springfield sucks. Don't come here. Don't invest. <laughs> Save all the good deals for us, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, it's terrible. Terrible place. All the meth. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's it's great. Very stable. Very uh, very possible cash flow and lots of growth for sure. I mean, we just got our first Bucky's, so you know, uh, <laughs> up and up and coming. I love it. Yeah, yeah. two two Whataburgers and a Bucky's. Texas is moving in, I guess. But oh, um, yeah, so. That's awesome. Okay. So, all right. Uh, we've covered new builds. Um, when you guys do a rehab, I know when we talked on the phone with you and, and Adam, uh, one of the things that I like talking to you is that you guys do an actual update of a house, not just lipstick the pig and call it turnkey and be like, it's good. High five. We aren't going to give you a warranty. Um, you know, not that you need a warranty, but whatever, but you guys actually update systems. So I'd love to hear you touch a little bit on what your renovation process looks like and why you consider yourselves like a true turnkey company rather than just kind of a lipstick company. Yeah. And I'll address that first, because if, if anyone has been in the turnkey space and this is like anything with business, right? Like you get a few bad actors in there. Uh, it's easy to sell a terribly rehab property to an out-of-state investor, right? And there's been plenty of people that have done that. And these are usually scenarios where they're like all cash transactions. You know, you're not having your normal due diligence of inspection reports. You don't have a lender involved. I mean, those are all things to be somewhat wary of. And we we always encourage people to go through the normal due diligence, right? That That is important to protect you as a buyer. Uh, also protect us and make sure that anything, if anything's missed, that we're going to cover that. And, you know, I, I think where, where the problems come with turnkey is that you get some of these some of these bad actors. Right. I mean, or there's there's also this scenario, too, though, that some people and I think this is worth mentioning, though, some people that are brand new to real estate, they want to own real estate and turnkey is an easy, easy way for them to do that as, as it is. But then come to find out they're they're not really a person cut out to be a real estate investor. And, and that sometimes reflects bad on on the you know, the turnkey provider. And it's really not, it's really not them though. 
uh, where, I mean, if, if you're a person that's going to lose sleep at night because your tenant may not pay rent or something like this, or, you, you know, you have to go through a tenant turn or possible eviction, like that's just a risk of owning rental real estate. And, and you do have to realize that. But to answer your question, David, on the rehabs, the, um, all right, we have a standard to go by. Usually there is a 10 year threshold that all the major systems, roof, HVAC, they need to have, you know, your hot water tank, they need to have 10 years of life expectancy in them. Otherwise they're fully replaced. Um, you know, all things structurally, there's, we don't, we don't touch anything if there's a structural issue, cause those are usually rather expensive, uh, roof, same, same type of thing, three layer shingles. Um, I mean, and it is, it does vary geographically speaking, but most, most stuff with these type of rehabs, they're all brand new. Uh, you do have manufacturer warranties and, and typically there's like a 90 day or something with, if there's something that goes wrong with one of these systems, we, but we also work with people. We have a great reputation publicly. Uh, and that's because when issues do arise, uh, you know, we, we work with people to take care of them. It is to our advantage to keep people, make sure people are successful and come back and buy more. No one's here in the investing game to buy one turnkey property and retire tomorrow, right? It's, this is a, this is a lifetime journey and, uh, we want to keep people happy and successful. So, um, you know, we go through and we have a standard rehab. We have the, uh, you, you have your inspection report. If things come up, we'll, we'll review it. Um, but sometimes also in these B class houses, you know, in the Midwest, they may not be getting granite countertops, right. And, and hardwood flooring. Um, but they, they do have nice cosmetic rehabs and that's, that's appropriate for, for the location. Yeah, and that's all really what you need in a, in a standard rental, right? Yep. To your point on reputation, you don't want to be the name that popped into my head the moment you said cash transactions without lender inspections, because I think everybody knows about the one turnkey guy. Yeah, with the initial went, CM, right? Yeah, so went, went burning what year and a half ago, <laughs> and the whole world was like, "Oh, that guy." Yeah, so, uh, moves moves to uh, um, uh, Spain or Portugal or something. But yeah, we. Uh, <laughs> You know, and it's unfortunate in this. Sometimes it gives Turkey a bad name, but like I said, we've worked hard for our reputation and we're, we, we do this business because we enjoy helping people, right? I mean, we, we have a large portfolio right now that, that serves our financial needs, but we, we enjoy real estate. We're passionate about it. Um, and we help, we enjoy helping people reach their goals and kind of learn about real estate. That's the same path that we followed. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's smart. Yeah. Reputation is, is definitely important and you know, you guys are obviously doing good things. If you're able to maintain that and maintain the flow of business and, and the path of progress, I like the, the Florida thing and the new build thing. Um, what's the, what's the, the trajectory? What's the goal over the next few years for rent to retirement? Where are you guys headed? I mean, we always have our pulse on new and upcoming markets, you know, and, um, we're interested to see where things, things are going to evolve. I mean, we're in a really interesting time right now, right? I mean, it's a lot of people are wondering, what do we do? Uh, there's these higher interest rates. Are we in a recession or not? You know, we have, we have an election coming up before too long. We have banks going under and the second largest, you know, bank collapse in history in the U S with SVB. So people are just concerned. And they're, they're wondering, you know, where to put money. We, we have a standard. I'll, I'll say this. We want to be in areas where it's, real estate is going to make sense regardless. Whatever the hell is going on in the world. Because before this, it was, I mean, whatever other shit there was on uh, the news, right? Like, and, and I won't go too much on my soapbox here, David. But, I mean, we had, we had COVID, right? And then pre, pre-COVID, everyone's like, holy shit, don't invest in real estate. Don't, I mean, you know, the world's going to end. And it was, a t- it was a terrible thing in a lot of ways, right? 
but then we had like one of the be- largest real estate booms ever. Right. Um, and for the people that decided they weren't going to do anything, well, you really missed the bus there. And then, and then we had, you know, a lot of other things happening. There's always something that's going on. So we try to focus our investing in areas where we just know there's going to be stability and there's always going to be rental man. If there, if you're in an area where there's a discrepancy between supply and demand, and you got people moving there and new jobs and transportation being created, you're going to be okay. And real estate is a long-term journey and really over time, right? It's like, unless you're trying to flip the house, if you're owning for long-term wealth and generational wealth and letting that compound over time, you just want to be in areas that are going to cash flow and do well over time. Those are always the areas we focus on. And so while we, we always have a, you know, our ear to the ground of the next exciting market and we'll always invest. Usually we go in and we build our team for a couple of years, at least a year and, and buy our own real estate in these areas. And there are some up and coming markets that, that we're focused on, but we, we like to always just build, build more. I mean, do more in the areas that have also, we've just been successful with. So a lot of the Midwest, I mean, Florida has been exceptional uh, until it's underwater. It's going to be a great, it's going to be a great real estate, um, area to invest. And we're going to continue to do that. We got some other stuff we're going to do internally, you know, just from our business model, as far as like being more hands-on with, with people and coaching programs and things like that. But you know, the fundamentals of real estate never change. And so, you know, we're just working on perfecting things in the areas we focus on. Yeah. Sorry. That's a really long winded answer for that. No, but I mean, it (laughs) it sounds good, but I mean, uh, one of my next questions was going to be about the market. And it sounds like your answer to that is essentially, keep buying if your strategy is to keep buying. Yeah, I think Florida is one of the best markets right now. Uh, you know, it's, there's no income tax, uh, generally affordable housing, especially in some of these secondary markets that are outside of like areas like Tampa or, or Orlando. Um, you know, we, we do a little bit in the uh, Destin and Pensacola area. Those absolutely could be shorter midterm rentals with all the military installations there, right? So um, those are those are good areas, but areas that are outside of the metropolitan area, um, I, I think uh, looking at the tax, the tax side of things, areas that where the property taxes aren't crazy high, um, those are that's that's a lot of where we've seen success right now. And so Florida is probably our hottest market, and probably will be for the next few years um, until something dramatically changes. Yeah, Under, understandable. I mean, like you said, population trends, taxes, politics, tenant laws, like a lot of a lot of things going for it. Uh, I don't necessarily understand or know enough about Florida's like marijuana and gun laws, which, you know, are, are hot topics for the same kind of people. It's like, man, if you want all the libertarians in one place, you just <laughs> got to make sure you got the taxes, the gun laws and the weed and you're good. Dude, like, that, you summed it up right there. Yeah. Like if you got good tenant laws, good gun laws, good weed laws and good taxes, you got all the libertarians in your state. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Florida's pr- pretty close, right? But, uh, yeah. Maybe the weed thing is the one. Uh, <laughs> the one that yeah, Missouri just legalized it. I never expected that to happen. Did they? It's probably half the country now. My wife's Canadian, and I remember. I mean, I think it was about two or three years ago that Canada just legalized it throughout the entire country. You know, and it, I just feel like we're moving that direction. We'll see, but I feel like we're moving yeah. that direction too. Yeah, Arkansas still still adamantly against it, but you know, there's it's it's whatever. It's it's interesting to me. Not that we need to totally derail the entire podcast conversation but it's interesting to me to be like i can get hammered drunk nobody cares can't do that though you know it's like 
Anyway. Well, that, that's why you take those uh, those vacation retreats uh, out to Colorado, right, <laughs> David? Where you're, you're doing your your investor meetups and uh... it, it's legal here now. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Can neither confirm nor deny. Yeah, I've, I've definitely, you know, I've been out to Florida a little bit over the last couple of years, mostly uh, Panhandle, Pensacola area. Uh, got a couple of friends out there, but we're actually doing an in person event in Tampa uh, end of May for anyone in my mastermind, and. I'm excited. Uh, I've got a couple friends who live in Tampa, St. Pete area. I've not been there. Um, and Florida has always been a place that I thought would be cool to maybe end up one of these days. And so who knows, you know, maybe Tampa ends up being a scouting trip for me more than anything else. Cause I got go. a couple friends moving there. So, you know, you just have to keep me in mind if you rehab a duplex in that area. <laughs> All right, man. Got so, your name on it. No, there you go. What, what, speaking of, cause I was about to ask a VA loan question, but what kind of financing do you guys role for, and I'm, I'm sure you guys have lenders in place, but you know, I'd imagine a rehab duplex wouldn't have an issue with a VA loan, but that's probably not ideal for most of your clients. But is there, does it matter? Like when you guys are doing these turnkey projects, do you have people doing house hacks with some of your duplexes? Do you have, is it different kinds of financing? That's a whole bunch of questions all at once, but. Well, I mean, the financing is up, up to the investor, just whatever makes the most sense for them. If, uh, you know, I, I would say very so. There has been a handful of people that have done house hacks, um, but obviously it's like you want to you need to live in that location as, as well or be willing to move there. Most people that are buying are, you know, they live in an expensive area and it's, it's hard to get the local cash flow numbers to make sense for them. They're investing out of state where there's just better opportunity. Same, same process we went yeah. through as we grew our portfolio. Um, so they're just buying it as a pure investment property. And to us, it doesn't matter, right? I mean, we have how you finance it. We have many financing resources for you. I'd say a lot of people are using uh, conventional loans where you're just putting 20 or 25% down on a small or uh, on a single family or small multifamily, um, you know, or we have a lot of people that invest through, say, a self-directed IRA, solo 401k. If they need non-recourse debt on that, there's, there's those type of lenders available. If someone is self-employed or can't, use conventional or max out their conventional. There's, there's all sorts of portfolio type of lenders, private lenders and, and non QM money available. So it's, it's really up to, to you. I mean, our job is to provide you with the resources based on financing that are going to allow you to accomplish your goals. So ultimately it doesn't matter uh, what, what you use. Yeah. It makes sense. It's good. Good point. And it, I mean, as long as the asset works, you know, if you go 20% down or three and a half percent down or, whatever, as long as it works for your investment style, it shouldn't really matter. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what is, I mean, you've bought a lot of stuff. We don't have to talk necessarily specific to turnkey at this point. What is your favorite for you? I mean, do you like the luxury, short-term, crazy? I mean, you've got some pretty high-end, big luxury rentals in Colorado. Then you got some multifamily investments and you got all the turnkey stuff and they're all not even remotely in the same style of, of property. I mean, uh, a 20 person, you know, multi-million dollar Colorado short-term rental is not close to a Midwest single family turnkey property in any way. Um, just curious, like what, if, if you have a, a, a preferred flavor for your uh, investments, which ones you enjoy the most right now? Yeah. And that's, that's always evolving. I think that's a cool thing about real estate is that there's just so many different ways you can, so many different asset classes, locations, different ways to creatively participate in real estate. Um, and, and, you know, I would encourage people not to try to do too much at once because then you don't really do anything well. 
Um, but once you kind of learn something and you, you feel comfortable with it and then you kind of scale and take the next step up, you know, that's, that's the path that we followed. And so I'll get excited about something and then we'll learn it and kind of master it. And then we'll kind of grow our, our portfolio and our knowledge base to take on the next investment class. Uh, and I think also just going back to the turnkey thing, I think why, I mean, I think that turnkey is a great way for people to get, get in the game to like have a baseline understanding of real estate without taking a huge pitfall or mistake that could set you back years or decades. Uh, but it builds your confidence to be able to go on and maybe do some more on your own, maybe go into the, the larger scale stuff. Most, most the trajectory, what we see people follow and the same, this is exactly the same for us is buy a single family, you know, maybe in a couple different markets, have a little bit of diversification, add in a little bit of small multifamily to that, get your baseline, make sure it's, you're performing well, you're not over leveraged, things are going well. And then you can trade up, right? You can get into maybe a little bit larger multifamily, mid or large multifamily, uh, maybe into some other commercial type of projects, but you just don't jump into that right out of the gates. And you're likely not going to qualify for financing going into those larger projects, at least not reasonable financing either. So you're building your track record and confidence. And that's the same, that's the same process we followed. So We've um, a lot of what we've done now, though, David, is we've actually gotten mainly out of residential. We still have a handful of single family and small multifamily properties, but we've gone through multiple 1031 exchanges to just trade up because we built equity, just holding real estate and letting it do what it does with appreciation and debt pay down. And so we've, we've transferred a lot of our capital into uh, the commercial retail actually is, is what we own the most of. But I really like the and those are great. Let me explain that, though. This is stuff that is. We're not doing value add on this. We're simply taking our portfolio and our business capital and putting it into commercial retail centers um, as a, a truly long-term hold. And this is really passive. Like we, I would consider that turnkey as well. We buy turnkey in that sense, right? Um, because you have triple net leases, you have long-term leases with uh, sometimes corporate tenants um, that are, are businesses and you know, that your lease could be five or 10 years and they pay all the expenses and taxes. There's no, there's no variability on those. Um, and we do that though, because it's, it's very passive and it's in really the tax benefits. So we take those, we run cost segregation studies, accelerated depreciation, and we wipe out a hundred percent of our, our tax liability every single year. But what I've really, that's, so that's what we own the most of at this point. I think we have 11 different commercial centers. But I really do enjoy the short term, the kind of higher end short term rentals, because I think that at least in and I don't this isn't a huge area of knowledge for me, but I do know the area that we factor in, which is high end properties in Summit County, Colorado, where, you know, short you don't have short term rental regulations. And there's just not a lot of those type of properties like the one you were mentioning that is a, a 10,000 square foot, you know, nine bed, 11 bath. That's the only and they're all in suite in suite rooms like there's nothing else in in that uh, area that accommodates for that or anything similar to it and so that allows us not to operate in the short-term space where like you're in the 80 percent medium where you you have a cap of how well you can do right because there's so much competition so we took that that one property we bought it for three two last year um and it was doing about it was already a short term it was doing three hundred thousand, and we're or, we're already booked on this year for for over five hundred thousand because of how we're yeah it's, it's just it's just managing it differently right and then we can go into a whole lot of detail about this but um i, I like being in the, the kind of upper echelon of properties top one percent where you just don't have the competition that stuff's exciting yeah because i mean you're fighting at that point you've got big groups which can afford to pay or you've got people who are really well off and both of those groups can afford to pay 
you know, and you, like you said, not a whole lot of competition. Yeah. There's people that do small weddings there. I mean, it's just people in a vacation destination like that. People want to come together and spend time with family. You know, we have people that are coming there, um, you know, and just they, they, the, the ability to accommodate a fam, multiple families comfortably, you know, there, there's probably a handful of houses that are even similar to that. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's, that's been a lot of fun to learn that stuff. Yeah. My, my buddy is, it's, it's interesting. So the, so he's building two build to rent houses in Vail, but he's overseeing four condos that are going up and I'm going to mess, I'm going to butcher all of this. Uh, they're in Vail and I want to say, I want to say they bulldozed. I think they, I think they bought a house for like 13 mil and bulldozed it or some, something. I mean, it was, it was, it was Straight stupid. Like they, yeah. yeah. They, they bought, they bought something for like a ridiculous amount of money, bulldoze it. And they're building, I think four condos and each condo is like 6,500, 7,000 square feet. And they're all six or seven bed. And, but they're all like, you could literally ski off the mountain into, you know, they're skiing. You could, you could just, you can walk to the lift, but you can just ski off the mountain and just keep skiing into the mudroom. Do you know and, what he uh, thinks those are going to be worth when they're done? I mean, Vail's it's whole, a whole different ball game too, I, but it's like. I want to say the number he said was that they're going to be somewhere in like the 65 to 72 range is what they're thinking. And they're all in cost is going to be like 50. So, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. They're number 45 or 50. So they're, they're looking at like a 10 or 15 million spread or some craziness, but then they're going to, you know, they're going to Airbnb them and all. And he's just managing the project for that one for someone else. Uh, those aren't his actual builds, but this is all, you know, two months ago. So my numbers are probably super rusty, but it was just very, very mind blowing to me in my Springfield numbers to hear someone say like, oh yeah, we bought this house for this much and leveled it to build these. And I'm like, you know, what? <laughs> Uh, it's just, it's just absolutely insane. Vail's an old town and it's, uh, you know, the, it's just crazy looking at, you know, houses and what they're worth. It's all that just shows you geography, how important that is. Right. But I think another good point in what you're mentioning is that as you scale over time, sometimes, I mean, the same principles on lower, on smaller deals apply to larger deals and you can build in real like crazy amounts of profit on larger deals. Granted, there's, there's more risk. You may need to bring in investors, but that it's so crucial to learn things um, and cut your teeth and learn the concepts on smaller, less riskier houses, Midwest single family houses and things like that. Because as you scale up and grow, if that's a path you want to go on, like, yeah, you can build in a 10, $10 million profit margin on a deal that may not be more, more work than a $200,000 house uh, that yeah. you're scraping and building. Right. So more money. But I mean, that's, that's one thing we've learned over time too, is just like some of the larger, better deals we've done have been less work than, you know, less profitable deals. Um, you know, that's just, that's just real estate, but yeah. Yeah. And the, I think the private lender on this thing is some billionaire out of Florida. So it's, it's a pretty, they're not using a bank. It's a very interesting, uh, he's it, cool dude. I'll have to connect you with them sometime. Yeah. Why don't, why don't you uh, have your next retreat up there and then I'll come visit you in Vail. There you go. Yeah. I'll, I'll let you know. He's, he's a good dude. Um, anyway, so, all right. So we, we've got the short terms, we've got everything else. Um, I mean, that is, yeah, the high end short term rental stuff is, that's cool. That's pretty interesting. And the, the 1031 into the commercial space. I like, I like that. I like the triple net. I like a lot of, I like a lot of that stuff. I mean, I, I love, I love hearing about the, the flips and, I, and I've thought about some triple net commercial stuff 
a couple times. I've done some land stuff that's super passive where I seller financed it off. I've, I've thought about doing some commercial stuff. But so uh, the other thing that I'm curious about is, you know, rent to retirement. I don't know if you want to talk the business itself, but like, I'm, I'm curious how, how, what your company looks like. I mean, that's not a thousand doors is not a small feat. So, I mean, obviously it's not Zach, a one man show running, running rent to retirement, but like, how, how long has that been around? How long did it take you to get up to that scale? Like, what are some of the lessons you took away over the last couple of years building? I mean, that's that's not a small feat. So, you know, I, I don't know. High five. Kudos. Yeah, thank you. It's, it's definitely been a journey. And there's there's stressful times, right? There there are times because I mean, I, I, I meant it 100 percent, David, when I said that I, I do this business because I enjoy it. I don't always enjoy it, you know, <laughs> but uh, we're, we're passionate about our, our vision um, and, and our mission, and that's to, you know, make real estate accessible to, to everyone, um, and, and to give people principles that will help them to be successful. But, uh, it's, it's been an evolution over time. I think we've been in the turnkey space for about, you know, 11 or 12 years now, but rent retirement itself is, you know, is kind of, I think this is our ninth year, eighth, probably ninth year now in 2023. So we are branded and, um, really operating in the turnkey space. And, you know, our first year, I think we did like 20 doors or, or whatever, uh, which was definitely a lot at that time. And in some cases, even harder than, than doing many more, but you know, we have a team of about 22 full-time in-house employees. A lot of our teams are, um, contracted out though. And so you know, we don't, we don't own any of the property management. We don't manage properties now. There's a point in time when I did do the management and, um, you know, no, thank you. Uh, we found it to be, <laughs> to be better, um, just better equipped, like empowering and teaching and building teams locally, either partnering with someone that's already there doing a good job and kind of like bringing them into our system or uh, kind of building it from the ground up. Uh, management is, is hyper local and it's important to have those teams there. And then we have our, our rehabbing crews and uh, builders that are, they're all, you know, partners or 1099 contractors. So, and they come and go. Sometimes you gotta, you know, hire and fire. You know, sometimes you go, gotta go through 20 contractors to find a good one. Right. And that's, that's really time intensive and costs a lot. Also another benefit of going the turnkey route is like, we've done that, that sweat equity for you, uh, and, and found the good people to work with. Um, but businesses change over time, but as far as our evolution, I mean, yeah, it was, uh, you know, it's, it's just, it's just flowing by. Um, and it's really interesting to see, you know, how the, how the business evolves with, um, you know, kind of, kind of our direction. And, and it also is, is scary sometimes too, because you get more into the public light of, Hey, this is uh this is a team that is, has been around. They, they probably are doing well. There's probably capital there, you know, cause real estate is, there's a risk with that as, as well. And when things don't go according to plan for people, um, you know, sometimes that leaves a target on your back, but you know, we, we do our best to just do, do right by everyone. And because of that, we've avoid all, avoided all lawsuits, you know, knock on wood, uh, you know, but, uh, cause it doesn't always work out. Right. And I'll, and I'll say this, when you're working with anyone, this is not just turnkey, but in business in general, but especially real estate, like, you know, everything, a company is truly tested when things don't work out. Right. When you have a tenant that is not paying rent or evict is like, what kind of communication and support do you get in those times? Um, if you got a tenant in there that's paying rent and you're cash flowing on a property, like fantastic. Like that's not that difficult to do. Um, but I, I've been very proud of um, our ability to, to problem solve for people. Just being creative and problem solving is what's simply allowed me to be a successful real estate investor and, and business owner. And um, I really enjoyed that. That's kind of the constant learning and, and, and evolution. And I want to say something else to the, to the military community as well is that 
you know, if you're still active duty, now is a fantastic time. I mean, this is, we, we did this as well, but I mean, I remember during the military, military, I mean, we, we, we love it or we hate it, sometimes both, right? But it is a unique opportunity where you develop skill sets and things like this, but, but you actually have time in, in most cases, unless you're like first sergeant or whatever, right? It's like, you usually have time. Granted, if you're deployed, I get that. But even then you have time to educate yourself. You have time where it's like, okay, during lunch or before and after, you can really dedicate yourself to, you know, building this side hustle of real estate. And I encourage you to, to take advantage of that. I remember there's times in between patients where I was calling or at lunch when everyone else was in the lunch break, I was in, in my office with the door locked, right? And just making, calling people, making deals and negotiating things in Grand Forks. The town is 40 minutes away. So to and from work, sometimes in the winter, it'd be an hour, hour and a half. So, you know, making calls and things like that. So if, if you have the hustle, like, you know, now, now's the time to really get out and do it. And not to say if you're, you know, out of the military, it's too late, but certainly in the military, uh, this was a huge opportunity for us to grow our business. And I don't know if I would have been able to do that in the private sector, you know, just as, as you don't have much time availability. So I, I think about that sometimes. I just wanted to mention that. I agree. Yeah. Like the, everybody's always like, Oh, hurry up and wait. Like, yeah. While you're waiting, pull a book out, read, put it in your cargo pocket. I don't know. Like, yeah, first arm might not like you carrying stuff in your cargo pocket, but if you pull it out and you're like, I'm trying to learn, maybe he'll shut up. I love it. Who knows? So Zach, do we miss anything? Uh, we can go on and on David about, uh, we, we didn't talk too much military stuff, but, um, no, man, this is, this has been quite, it's a pleasure to be on here. And I, you know, I, I love what you guys are doing. Um, you know, I, I remember talking to you before, before the show and it's just like, uh, your story, you know, and I know you talk about that a lot too, but just how, um, you just wanted to create a community, give back and then look at how things have just exploded over time. And that just goes to show, like, if you're, if you're putting out, you know, good things into the universe and the ether and you're out there, like you love real estate, but you're out there teaching it and stuff like that all comes back to you tenfold, you know? And so it's, it's really cool to see that and collaborate with you. So thanks for having me on. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah. It's been a, it's been a pretty wild ride. It's been good times. So, uh, but uh, well, obviously rent retirement.com, I would assume is, is the link, but I'll let you plug, uh, where people can get a hold of you personally, if they'd like to, and where people can get a hold of rent to retirement. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we try to put out a lot of education about real estate in general, not just turnkey. Um, you know, we, we, uh, we put out education just on the markets, what they're doing. We, we just came out with our top 20 markets for cash flow for 2023, I just wrote an article about the top five, which was a top sponsored article for Bigger Pockets. Came out last week. The top five recession proof markets. So any of the resources that you need, yeah, the website is a place to go to. It's renttoretirement.com. That's renttoretirement.com, um, where you can check out all our social media platforms, check out our markets and inventory. If you're interested to learn more about turnkey investing, schedule an appointment with an investment strategist um, to kind of go through your goals and criteria, tell you about our markets. We don't charge investors anything, right? We make money when we flip the properties. So it's on the sale. So all the time in the world that we spend with people is there's no cost associated with that. If you're listening and you want to call 800-311-6781, talk to our investment strategist to get you set up for a time. So uh, yeah, please reach out. We love talking about real estate. I like it. I like the phone number. That's, that's good. I don't know that anyone's ever dropped a phone number like that before. That's, that's a good, smart, smart marketing move. I like that.
Well, Zach, I'm glad that we finally made this work and I appreciate you coming and hanging out. I know we're going to, uh, eventually we're going to do, uh, some, some webinars and stuff in the Facebook group too, and, and do some education. Uh, but you know, thank you once again for coming to hang out with me on a, on a Wednesday afternoon. Pleasure's all mine. Thank you, David. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to another episode about my journey from military to millionaire. If you liked it, be sure to visit from militarymillionaire.com slash podcast to subscribe to future podcasts. While you're there, we'd love for you to rate the show. Give us a review on iTunes. Now get out there and take action.